We don't slut shame around here. They say we are what we eat. Does that come in organic? So who are you eating? I believe they call that an ethical slut. Can I unplug your phone so I can charge my vibrator? I can't believe he couldn't find it. Fuck it. Let's roll. You're listening to Eat, Play, Sex with Dr. Cat, The place to up-level that sexy life of yours. With expert talk on sex, love, and nutrition. Hey lovers, and welcome to another episode of Eat, Play, Sex. I'm your sex expert, Dr. Kat. Do you remember back in the day of the initial COVID lockdown? You know, the one where you realized that you never had to put pants on to go to meetings because they were all on Zoom? Personally, my eating habits went from super healthy to just plain oh, we'll call it decadence (laughs) all the time, mainly because my sister was stress baking. So I had baked goods for every meal of the day. My taste buds were ecstatic, but my energy levels were to shit, literally. (laughs) And it's incredible to consider how what we eat, what we consume, what we're putting into our body really does have an effect on our energy, on our efforts, on our thinking, and really also how we eat what it is that we're eating. And that's what we're getting into today. I've got Amy Jean Greenacre here to dose us with some food wisdom. We'll be diving in about how you can use food as medicine, the truth about cleanses, and how you can boost your immunity during COVID. But before we get to Amy Jean, I want to thank you all for tuning in. I want to thank you for your reviews on iTunes. And if you haven't left one yet, make sure it's super juicy. And then share with your best friend who is wanting to stay on track with the whole new year, new you thing. Because my goal here is to help you to eat, play, and sex so much better. And if you haven't already, please head to eatplaysex.com where you can subscribe to the show, connect with me, and read more about how you can up-level your sex, love, and vitality. Whew. Now to our awesome guest who she's just bouncing in her seat over here. (laughs) I'm excited to have her on. She seems just as energetic as me. So this is going to be super, super playful. I can tell Amy Jean. Hi. Hello. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here also. It's my absolute delight. Like you are, I'm pretty sure if we were Fox cubs, we would be born into the same litter. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. I love that. Yes. Yeah. So before we dive in, I want to start with a question that I ask all of my guests and that's just to warm us up. Think of it like a little foreplay to, to make before we dive in, you know, Excuse me while I get a little comfortable. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so this question is, what would you tell your younger self that you feel would help them around sex or love? I love this question and I would tell my younger self to relax and to learn to surrender. I think Mm. one thing that I have only learned as I've come more into my 30s is just this soft feminine 
divine woman energy, which I wasn't in my twenties. I feel in my twenties we're taught, well, I'm raised in Australia. So we were kind of taught to like, you know, you go to school and university. I, I know it's very similar here as well. And we're kind of always going and going and building. And there's very much an equality in Australia. Men and women are on a similar kind of, um, you know, path in that sense. And I think even then in the bedroom, it was like this like competitiveness as opposed to like allowing the, like the role of the masculine and the feminine to kind of dance, which I've only learned now in my thirties. If I could go back and tell my former self, surrender, like relax, enjoy, Mm -hmm. and just embrace the like, and the dance of it all, as opposed to like trying to lead or rush or rule or, you know, and I think that comes to love as well, because how you do one thing in the bedroom, I think leads to how you are shopping every area of your life. Am I right? Preach that. Oh my God. I would also tell my younger self to slow the fuck down. (laughs) It's not a race. It's not a race. Enjoy, relax, surrender, and like really experience what you're experiencing. I feel like it was a rush and a race and a competition. That was definitely something when you asked me that question, I was like, wow, that's, that's how I was in my twenties. No one taught me, no one taught me any different though. Like, it's kind of like, you just, we're going, all right, this is the same pace. We're going rather than actually super yummy and soft and sensual. Like, why don't we take our time to like learn and play and relax, Mm. just relax. (laughs) Which I think will impact everything. Like you're saying with sex and love, but also even our bodies and our Mm. nutrition and even how, you know, some of these nutrients that we're consuming is impacting our body, which is why I brought you on. You're such a badass. Not only are you like epic, vibrant energy, but (laughs) you are a badass uh, nutrition coach. So, so Amy Greenacre is a certified holistic nutrition coach, a natural foods chef, and a conscious lifestyle consultant. And just meeting her, you can already see she lives exactly what she preaches, which is what something that in our world of Insta famous and you know, you hear a lot of people are saying, like, yeah, this is the lifestyle I live, but then behind the scenes, they're actually not. And so you, I see you literally live and breathe this. Mm. Yeah, to a degree, to a degree. I mean, that that inner critic in me is already like chiming. I'm like, hey, I'm not perfect over here. It's taken me <laughs> a long, a long time to get to this place of being like, I know what makes my body feel good. So I'm going to show up for those activities in my life because if I don't, then I don't feel good. So like I had to learn that again from my 20s to my 30s, a big shift happened. But I think the the one reason why I want to teach about this and the way I want to educate about the importance of food as medicine and and taking control um, of our own bodies I think that's something that we're not taught. And I'm super grateful the way I was raised, the way I was birthed into this world. Um, I, I can share that with you. My, my mother was practicing a natural birth, which is birth by orgasm. So like, oh, and yes. I, I only found that out. <laughs> I only found that out at the age of 29 when we were both um, doing this holistic nutrition course together. And one of the lecturers was teaching us about, um, the obstetrician was teaching us about, you know, all of the symptoms and um, diseases that a lot of uh, we have as adults. So things like asthma and breathing difficulties or allergies is connected to how we were birthed. And so mm. they're like, go home, ask your mom how you were birthed into this world. So at the age of 29, I asked my mom, we're both doing the course. So it's like a very natural conversation. And she's like, wow, I've, I've never shared this with you. I was actually doing, you know, reading this book at the time. And I asked her, your dad, when we went to the hospital, I had to tell all the nurses. And basically I was brought into the world in a state mm-hmm. of like, bliss and joy and her riding the ways of that to bring me into the world. So when I found this, I was like, oh my gosh, my whole life until this point made sense because I, <laughs> I do, I had this like extra 
pleasure seeking happy energy it's like a high vibrational energy and I've yeah. been I felt like my whole life I was criticized for it like are you always this happy is something wrong with you like why <laughs> why are you the way you are but I was also raised on organic food and and yeah. if we were sick my mom would like rub oils on my neck and tell me to go to sleep and then would feed me you know a broth or a tea or a Chinese-based medicine homeopathic remedy yeah. So, that's so interesting to hear you say about the orgasmic birth, because as a trauma therapist, I know that there, some of the traumas that can be stored in our body can come from the birthing process. Yeah. And if we're, you know, in a state of stress, I can imagine how that would play a role on the development of our nervous system. Yeah. Like just that, just that, and even seeing how that um, experience can come out in my clients working with them with EMDR mm-hmm. and they, it's pre-verbal. Mm-hmm. So they don't even, they're not even aware that it's still stored in their muscles. Yeah. That attachment style, there's so many reasons, like how mm-hmm. it all starts at birth. And I think that's where I was so inspired to be like, oh, wow, I, I now know. Like I had that like penny drop moment mm-hmm. at the age of 29, your Saturn return, all of the things. Um, turning 30, I, I really like had this sense of like, I want to teach other people. Like I feel like what, you know, I'm not special. I'm not unique. It just happened to be the way that I was brought into the world. But I definitely feel like my knowledge and understanding now is is to be a light and to be able to share this knowledge and, and say like, there is another way that we can bring healthy children into this world. And it starts mm. with us as women taking care of our bodies, learning our bodies and things like that. So I'm very passionate about this, but it's not just women, obviously food and, and, and the mm. masculine plays a super important role in this um, this dance as well, you know, both of us mm-hmm. being there yeah. to, to, you know, my, my dad obviously had to be there to, to pleasure my mom to bring me into the world as well, you know, so sure. it's a, it's a dance between the both. So yeah. Yeah. Hope that so, I'm not going off too off topic. <laughs> no. So listening to our bodies and learning our bodies, mm-hmm. which in some of my episodes I've, I've brought on nutritionists and, and everybody has their own different perspectives of what is right for our bodies. Mm-hmm. And so I'm seeing all of this, like, this is the protocol you should do. This is what you should do. This is what you do. And my body has not particularly taken to a lot of these different protocols. How do you help people identify what is right for their body? Sure. So let's take a step at what holistic nutrition means. So nutrition, there are certain nutritionists out there that go get more of a science degree Mm -hmm. where you look at nutrition as numbers. So truly calorie in, calorie out or energy, you know, the calories give you the energy and that's what you burn when you come out. But in the science-based way of looking at things like this, it is not taking in the entire person um, where there are other elements like your environment and stresses in your, you know, the way you live, perhaps your work environment, your career path. Are you happy and successful in what you're doing? Do you, are you creating enough of the happy hormones that make you feel like I want to get out of bed in the morning? Mm. Do you have a sexual partner? Do you have a relationship? Do you have family and community and people around you that you feel supported? Or are you doing this alone? Um, do you have finances? Are you, are you happy and healthy in your finances area? Or do you feel that you have, you know, scarcity and always struggling in that area? This can also affect your health as well. Mm. Um, Do you have a a spiritual practice and do you have a moment of tuning in or tuning out, going in nature, prayer, religion, community again? These are all of the areas of our life. And the last one is play. Do you have time for play? Which Oh, yes. Right? Like Mm -hmm, That's mine. (laughs) But again, no one teaches us again that like as a child, we're so good at playing and having this beautiful, you know, natural state of being until we're told, no, we're not meant to, you know, stop playing. Now you got to work. Now you got to hustle. Now you got to, you know, achieve, achieve, achieve and go, 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 go. And so 
the holistic nutrition, um, which is what I trained in, is looking at the whole person. So we're looking at every area of your life that may be out of balance and may be influencing. So um, some of my clients come to me that have severe health issues. They might have mm-hmm. lymphoma and cancer or they've had oh, a, wow. a huge wake-up call in their life mm-hmm. and they've come to me to fix their food. They, they know that changing their diet has been um, studied that that would be a good influence so we look at food as the foundation but once you get to the root cause and you start changing how you eat you start to change how you feel and your energy especially if you're doing finding out for you in particular not one diet is going to fit mm-hmm. everybody so mm-hmm. we also I also really uh, believe in bio individuality like who you are where you came from, where you, how you were born, how you were raised, what diet you were fed as a child, where you live right now and what you do for a living, this is going to be your, this is so unique to you. No one else does you or has come from where you come from. So this is step one. When I work with the client one-on-one, I find out the back information, their health history. Who are you and why are you the way you are? Where do you get this crazy, beautiful energy from? You know, <laughs> I'm so interested in knowing the person where a normal doctor and a science doctor-based nutritionist, they don't ask any of these questions. They're missing the link between health and, and and happiness and who you are and they're just looking at the numbers and I think when we're we're, achie- we're in that achievement state like I said that like having to like go and achieve and do you're missing the whole element of nurturing and nourishment and using energy as nourishing you as your temple so that's that's when I work with clients one-on-one it's actually like sure there's a million different ways out there that we could apply certain theories and philosophies around diets and cleanses and food protocols but let's start with you let's get find out who you are where you come from what your food sensitivities are I usually try and work with a a functional medicine doctor or naturopath and I love getting the numbers that gets knowledge is power when you do have that information it's super important for me then to like okay let's work on the foods that suit your body not just because they're trending over here and then we experiment with what works for you and it's usually a three to six month program because it takes time to to start to retrain and to reprogram you know perhaps if you haven't been raised this way or you didn't have you don't know this you know yeah this is a whole lifestyle upgrade like yeah. you're literally taking from the the foundation of this is, okay, this is how you're operating in your life. This is what we need to change in order to even support the food that's coming in. Because if that isn't on point, then it doesn't matter what the food is that's coming in. It's still going to be processed incorrectly. 100%. Yeah. There's a, um, there is a practitioner, his name or a researcher, his name is Dr. Gabor Mate. Are you familiar with him? Yeah, you mentioned him. Yeah. yeah. So he, his work all focuses around how, um, chronic disease and chronic pain is, is impacted by high levels of stress and non-expression of emotion. So suppressing ourself mm-hmm. or not taking care of the stress, you know, but rather like keeping it in. In is what is causing this buildup or um, creation of disease. hundred percent. And I think that's where the, the element of like exercise and, and play time and play. Yeah. dance, you know, movement, yeah. somatic therapy, I think mm-hmm. has had a real big uptake in the last few years. My sister's yeah. a somatic therapist. Um, so, and I'm a dancer. I was a dancer my whole life. And I know, again, when I'm not moving my body, there is stagnant energy that gets stuck mm. and it does, it can get caught in your body. And, and also a lot of these um, people who have suffered from cancers and traumas in their life or dis- disharmony in their, their body, you could ask them and go, 
where do you think this came from? And generally they can pinpoint mm. a, a specific traumatic event in their life or a build up of over, you know, the same repetition with their relationship or work or something mm-hmm. that triggered it can also be an environmental factor or something triggered that in them, you know, yeah. and they know. And that's what I'm talking about tuning in and listening to your body. It's like your body's constantly speaking to us, but we're, we're so either fast that we don't have time to stop and listen, or mm-hmm. we're, ha- we're eating foods that are actually numbing the ability to tune in. So there's so what do you mean by that? Tell me so, more. so the, the food system today in comparison to how our grandparents and our parents lived changed very dramatically in the 1950s when they, uh, the, there was wars around the world and they had to create foods and revenue streams from subsidies that they gave to the farmers. So there were certain food groups that before were very, very healthy and then all of a sudden um, our farming industry became very um, manufactured, I guess. It was Mm. the same time that they were manufacturing things in big factories and stuff like that. So factory, that's where the term factory farming and and things like that came into play. So it wasn't always this way. And that's why these, I don't want to blanket that these foods are completely terrible and you have to like avoid them. There, There are still places around the world where you can eat you know, these food groups and they're actually good for you, but they're made in a very different way. But what happened here, especially in America, um, the government subsidized certain crops. So we have wheat, corn, soy, um, and dairy and the meat industry. The government subsidized and helped to keep this afloat, but then they had this overflow of crops that they now use in every single um, food that you will find in the supermarket between the aisles between the aisles, anything on the outside is fresh and will go off in your in your fridge within the week. That's where I tie, tell my clients to shop because it's real oh, live no. food. Yeah. Anything that is in between is generally something that's in a packet. And the reason why it was produced like this is because it could, you know, stay on a shelf and could feed people in areas where they didn't have access to fresh food in times of famine and war and stuff like that. So oh. unfortunately, with all of this subsidies, they had an overflow of all these crops um, and they started to also learn how to grow these crops at, at really uh, large amounts by genetically modifying them. So there are uh, crops that have been um, scientifically intervened, genetically modified, so that the bugs wouldn't eat these certain crops. Mm-hmm. And now these crops are being fed also to our animal, our livestock. So corn and soy gets fed to our uh, livestock. So, and now our, our livestock, when I say livestock, we're talking like beef our cat and, and um, pigs. Uh, chickens, they're predominantly, if they're wild and in their natural state, they eat things like grass and worms and, and you know, things that grow in the earth. And if you look at the, the older model, which is more like biodynamic, where you're actually like your your animals eat the, the grass and then they poop and then they fertilize and then the new plants yeah. grow there. So it's like a much more of a really beautiful ecosystem. We've now removed that from our food. And so both the crops themselves are genetically modified. So they're, when I say genetically modified, that's why I talk about the bugs, but now we're eating these crops that have been um, inserted with these. I'm trying to explain this in the best way possible, yeah, but yeah, we're yeah. now eating these foods that have these Monsanto seeds that have been genetically modified. So we don't know the long-term effects of the genetically modified crops, but there is a link between the shift in our food system and to now to this day's 
carcinogenic cancers build up in our bodies of toxins and all of these mm. autoimmune conditions that are kind of appearing out of nowhere. Not to mention we've also moved to a much faster paced society. Sure, we're stressed. online, we're stressed, yeah. where, you know, there's more toxins in the environment from cars and planes and pollutants from um, fertilizers off our, you know, the, to stop the bugs from eating things. We've really kind of evolved as human beings in such an incredible way, but a rate that I don't think our ecosystem can catch up with it. So there's all these extra toxins that are happening and there's a lot, there's all these buildup effects that are happening to us, but we're not knowing the long-term effects until now. So a lot more mm. of these studies are coming out. Um, I'm kind of off track and forget the original question. When you're, so, no, this is great. So when you are working with somebody who comes to you and they're like, Hey, I was diagnosed with cancer or lymphoma. Um, and you're ta- you're first talking to them about changing their lifestyle. Are there specific types of food that you, that you tend to move them towards to help yes. treat that? Yeah. Yes. So yeah, that was the point of the conversation. So the, the five kind of food groups, which can be, um, the most, uh, triggering when it comes to disease in the body or carcin, like uh, carcinogenic, as in it can cause cancer in the body. Yeah. We restart by just removing these from the diet to help the body get a reset and, and reset. And because of these chemicals in our body, that's what I was talking about with the brain fog and certain things were kind of numbing. So um, dairy and gluten are number the two ones that I always start with. Um, mm. Like I said, this is not for everybody. This is just, we start with this as like a reset. So you'd come to me, my mm. protocol would be to take out the these five food groups, which are known to be the most triggering in the body. Mm. Um, and so gluten for sure is one of them. It's the most, you know, wheat, unfortunately, it's the most genetically modified crop here in America and it is in everything. And it can, ha- it just has severe, you know, inflammation in the body and inflammation yeah. is where disease is caused. So that's um, our number one thing that mm-hmm. we would remove. I'd start with gluten and gluten is, has, I think, a you know, it's such a broad thing. It's in so many foods, but it's just that rule, which I mentioned before, is like anything that comes from a packet, I also try and tell people to avoid. So gluten is anything from pasta to, you know, some grains and rices and um, any packaged goods, um, snacks, crisps, cakes, you know, all of these things tend to have gluten. I like them. (laughs) But the good thing is, is there's so many beautiful ingredients that you can use, which are just not these triggering inflammatory things. So dairy would be the second one. Um, Again, dairy is one of those things that in certain countries that they do it in the old school way, it's beautiful. But unfortunately, our dairy cows here, again, in America, are fed wheat, corn, you know, and and they're constantly at a state of being um, impregnated so that they can produce all this dairy. So then they have to treat them with antibiotics. So if you are going to have dairy, I would always say try and have organic or local or um, grass-fed if you can, because there, there is still cleaner ways to do this or some other alternate um, uh, dairies like a sheep's milk or a goat's milk or something like that. These are made in the more traditional ways. Got it. So look, I, I'm, I'm so not a fan of like, don't do this and don't do that and don't, you yeah. know, and, and, and too much information can be like overload and then you're like, oh, I, I, sure. I give up. I give sure, up. Sure, sure. There's so much information out there. But for me, these are like just the baseline. If you know these certain things, you can kind of, again, it's just that reset and then you can reintroduce again and, and eat in balance and in harmony. Like I'm very much, and it might, like I said, it might work for you. Some people might have grown up on cheese and it's really nourishing for them because it reminds them of their childhood. And that's like mm. a healing energy. So like, I'm really big about 
just let's listen figure to your out, body. Listen, yeah. who, who are you first? Like that's step one. Mm-hmm. Step two yeah. is like, okay, if you've got some, um, some severe issues, great. Let's do a reset. Let's remove some of these things from your diet. So dairy, like what are gluten. those other, yeah. So dairy, gluten, what are the other three? Soy, soy, so soya sauce. Um, dairy is also eggs. Eggs is, are probably on a category all on its own. Some people do really well on eggs. Some people don't. Uh-huh. Eggs can be very triggering. Um, and some people don't even know that they have bad gas or not going to the bathroom uh-huh. correctly. Um, so eggs is one of those ones, unless they're, again, organic and, you know, on the farm. Yeah. Um, the other two would be uh, alcohol and mm. caffeine. I put that in a, in a, in a chapter together. Um, alcohol and caffeine are highly acidic for the body. Um, alcohol is a depressant and it just takes you out of your present state of being. So we, we would remove it for a moment just to see if your body can have a reset. And if there is any, you know, less bloating, less, you know, brain fog or just not feeling present. Um, I'm not against caffeine. There is again, you know, just not having 10 cups of coffee a day. Maybe we just bring it down to one or let's try something cleaner, like a caffeine, uh, like matcha or green tea or or even cacao has caffeine in it. So really just finding alternate things that make you feel better. And then the last one's sugar. So sugar again is, um, it's been so processed and removed and it is added to everything. There is, there is not a single packaged good or, or, um, Anything that can live in your cupboard for more than a week is generally going to have some form of a stabilizer in the form of corn or soy or sugar or wheat. So mm-hmm. these are just these are just chemicals that chemicals ingredients I should say that have been um, modified and can have these you know inflammatory um, precursors in your body. So it's just being aware. Yeah, so soy and corn are definitely um, up there in the ones that I would remove. But the caffeine and sugar, when I'm doing a reset, they're two more that I would say. But the ingredients yeah. list, we'd look at the soy, the corn, the dairy, the gluten, and then the caffeine and the sugar are um, are just ones that if we're doing a, a you know, you were talking about a sure. clearance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so interesting when you talk about the the sugar because that's one that I notice if I have, if I have a little bit, I'm fine. But if I have too much, my body aches. Mm. It just It just feels so achy and I'm like, Oh, I'm like going through a sugar withdrawal or something, or it's like an wow. intoxication. Yeah. It's, it's wild. And I think that's a beautiful thing when you do remove something from your diet and then you add it back in. It's like, I get super high off sugar. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm buzzing because I haven't had it for a while. So it's definitely a, a big shift in your body. And that's beautiful because you can read your body. But if you're having sugar every day, I notice I need it every day. There's a certain time, three o'clock in the afternoon, I'm like, I need my sugar hit because I haven't had that. It's it's a dopamine release. It's like, yeah. it's actually addictive. You're like, I need <laughs> even just chocolate, you know? It's like that kind of, it has sugar in it. So sugar's a really tough one. Sugar is in everything. Yeah, no kidding. And and one thing that I would love to, to um, outline, because I know where I grew up in Sydney in Australia, I had a lot of friends that were in like the modeling industry and um, sugar, they were on these anti-sugar diets completely. And I too noticed that I cut, if I cut sugar out completely, they're cutting out everything, including um, fruits and vegetables that have sugar in it. So we're talking um, any, any kind of fruit. There are fruits that have less sugar in it, but the um, vegetables like beets and sweet potatoes and carrots, those like really rich in color and yeah. um, starchy vegetables, which are actually super good for you. They were cutting everything out. And it's kind of similar to like the Atkins and the paleo and a few of these trendy keto, trendy 
Don't and trendy. Yeah. But they're, 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 you know, they're, they're coming more well-known um, these days. And these diets, um, so just to give you backstory, when I, when I, so I did holistic nutrition first. And then when I moved to Los Angeles, I did a natural food chefing course. And the natural food chefing course I did was um, studying um, solar nutrition. So the circadian rhythms and eating with the circadian rhythms of the sun and the seasons. And when I studied this, he's like, fruits are great morning foods. They grow on trees. They get sunlight's first energy. You're also breaking a fast. They're super hydrating and you're waking up your brain to stimulate natural functioning in the morning. Um, also giving your gut microbiome the perfect amount of sugar to feed it mm-hmm. so that you're, you're, you're thriving in your stomach as well. So you have sh- great sugar is like, but fruits should be eaten on an empty stomach by themselves alone. Got it. And what I was happens like, if you don't wait, Well, first of all, I was like avoiding all sugar. I've had my own personal issues with um, imbalances in my gut microbiome and candida and like just, you know, weight, you know, the the messages that we've been, you know, taught to us. Also, I had like kind of avoided fruits, um, my not my whole life, but, you know, uh, only usually when I was in tropical places, I would have fruits. So I wasn't really having fruits on a daily basis. And you're kind of missing an entire incredible food group um, Uh that gives you, you know, it's almost like mother nature is perfect. She has designed everything just as it is. And if we eat in season and in harmony with her and her cycles, like we have all of the nutrients that we need, but we just need to be able to learn how to do that. And again, what was happening to your friends that weren't eating any of the sugar? Um, I guess from a, from a, a, a stem. I don't know if they were, we were young, you know, this is like in our twenties. Sure. Right. So I yeah. think in your twenties, your body can kind of survive on a very, <laughs> you know, there's this, there's, you're still growing. So I think there's a different yeah. stage in your life. I feel like as we come into our later stages in our life, where perhaps we're trying to conceive or have babies, there can be certain imbalances and infertility and things like this, which were like, there are certain food groups that you can eat to support, to nourish you fully. Um, I, the only thing I would say that's probably wrong with them, they're probably like not as happy, you know. Fruit is such a, a, a delicious, joyful, mm-hmm. sweet, decadent gift from the gods. You know, there's images of like grapes and strawberries being fed to goddesses. Like that's that's fruit. Fruit is tantalizing. Yeah. It's like it's really – so I'm like, yeah, they're probably just not as happy, you know. Fruit yeah. is like – Fruit. And that just, restriction that happens, which I think also contributes to stress releasing in our body. Cause we're like, I can't have that. And when mm-hmm. we tell ourselves we can't have it, it's like, our body's like, eh, but I want it, but I want it. Mm-hmm. And you're depriving yourself. Yeah. And that makes me think also, you know, there's, it's been a trend uh, to be going on cleanses. Mm. And I hear this a lot, especially in more of the, uh, well, I hear it a lot in the conscious community or in like the spiritual community of like doing cleanse on a regular basis to, to clear their system so they can be more tapped in and energetic. Mm-hmm. What is your experience of cleanses? What have you seen? What have you, yeah. What are your thoughts? Sure. Do they hurt us? Do they help us? Again, let's go back to that first point. Who are you? What do you do in life? Um, and and what, what are you trying to achieve? What are your personal goals? I definitely feel that cleansers um, have a place in our life, especially if we do them maybe twice a year. Springtime and autumn time is usually the best time to do a cleanse. Mm-hmm. It's a reset. Um, if you look into some of the Eastern philosophies, so Ayurveda and Chinese-based medicine, they encourage you to do certain types of cleanses um, throughout the year. 
when you do a cleanse, okay, there are so many different cleanses now. There's like, that's what I'm saying. There's so many different diets and so many different mm-hmm. things out there that I am, the one thing that I would always say is like, make when you're doing a cleanse, don't just follow someone because someone said this cleanse was good for them. And so you're going to jump on it and you try and do the same protocol for yourself. That's where I think it can be very un safe or not good for you. You don't know mm. that maybe if you remove an entire food group from your body, you you might crash, have no energy. Um, so when you do it, I would say, find out who you are first, what's going on in your body and why, what's the why behind it? Why are you doing it in the first place? Are you trying to lose weight? Uh, are you feeling very high in toxins and you're trying to balance pH levels? Um, maybe you have symptoms. Maybe you have like a candida breakout or you have psoriasis on your skin or a rash that just won't go away. These are all really great reasons to do a check-in with your, with your body and a reset. So I think cleanses, especially like when you, if some, if a client's coming to work for me, we would start by like, okay, let's do a protocol where we're going to remove some of those triggering um, foods in your body, which cause inflammation. They cause, can cause stress. They can be causing people not to sleep properly at nighttime, which means they're not um, getting adequate amount of rest to restore in their cells. So you, they're hungrier in the mornings. Like there's, mm. there's so many elements that you really should check in. And I think a cleanse definitely has a place in life, but maybe it has to be a very gentle understanding why we're doing it in the first place and having a really loving relationship to like, I am taking care of myself by in the process of doing this, as opposed to deprivation, starvation, stress, because that can cause more damage than good. That That is a very good point to make too, because if we, because it's so easy, there was another episode that we had. um, It was episode 66. So if anybody's interested, check that out. But it was that we can fall into this, this cycle of, um, or this pattern, this mm, trap of hiding behind cleanses as a way to deprive ourselves of the body, almost like Um, well, I'm doing it as a cleanse. This is healthy. This is good for me. But in reality, it's more of like, they're trying to deprive themselves or, you know, uh, um, not eat as a form of, of, uh, or even punishment. Oh yeah. Punishment. Yeah. That's in a way like they're, they're, you know, I drank too much. I ate too much sugar over the holidays. I have to do like cleanse as soon as uh, I have so many friends I know who do this and, and, if it makes them feel good, good. Like if it makes them feel better and they're, they're feeling more in control of their body and they're feeling like they're, but I feel like some people do it and they're living, they're constantly doing it because they're not living in in balance and harmony. Mm. So like that would be a good, why am I doing this? So that I can find a natural rhythm and find out what foods work for me, what triggers me. And then I can like live in a longevity process of actually enjoying the food that they eat because they're eating the right foods for them at the right times of the day, you know, mm-hmm. learning about themselves is, is number one. Like that it doesn't, it's, I'm so, I'm so anti, <laughs> I, I feel like I'm like the end, the antagonist. So I don't know what, how to describe myself, but I'm the opposite of what most nutritionists are. Mm-hmm. I'm like, they're like, what supplements? And I was like, I was like, none, you should be able to eat the food from the earth to give you the right nutrients that you need. Mm. And it's like, well, what cleanses and what should I be doing? It's like, I don't know. I can tell you what works for me, but you need to find out what works for you. Like it's Mm. really the number one thing. And I didn't realize how much I preach about this until I've I've mentioned this now three or four times, but it really is. It's so personal, individual. And also it's like, let's get to the root cause of like why we're doing this to ourselves. Where did you learn this behavior of deprivation? Where did this come from? What emotional story is attached to that? Were you not take, did you not have enough food as a child? Maybe you're like 
overeating because you're compensating from a lack of nutrients from, you know, when you're a little or, you know, someone told you that your body is not healthy. So you've been living off one person's opinion of you for a very long time. And you're at this place now. It's like, that doesn't serve me. What else, you know, cleansing, let's cleanse everything. Let's cleanse the, the, the thought processes and the emotions and let's get to the root cause of why we're doing this in the first place. I think it's yeah. such an important question. The way you talk reminds me of, uh, I teach, and this is something that I got into after as a result of uh, my eating disorder um, mm. for years was um, I, turned, I discovered intuitive eating mm. and learning to be with the body and ask the body what it wants instead of just picking something because it's in your cupboard or it's in your refrigerator, but just asking your body, okay, which of the, what feels good for me? Like, what does my body want? What does it crave right now? And allowing it mm-hmm. instead of the the blame and shame game that we get to when we grab the Cheetos and we eat the whole bag and then we're like, oh, I'm so disgusting. You know, and then we, and then we go into the cleanse and then we cleanse it all out and we're like, I feel good. Mm-hmm. I did good. I ate good today, you know? And, mm-hmm. and it's just this like push and pull and blaming, you know, causing, telling ourselves we're bad or we did bad. We ate bad today, mm-hmm. which I think it, what you're like, what you're saying only just perpetuates the stress in the body totally. versus allowing mm-hmm. listening. Mm-hmm. I mean totally all of that it's and it's so I was just even listening to you like how many women we've all suffered from some form of body dysmorphia or body mm. image issues because of how the culture that we've been raised in similar to men they feel like they have to look and perform and be a certain role as well but it's like we almost need to like take a check in at a at our twenties and third different stages of our life, we're going to need different things as well. But it's almost like we need to like go back to some kind of a school to be like, just hugged and held like, okay, Mm -hmm. what let's, let's just like bring it back down to that softness and that gentleness of like getting out of that state of stress and cortisol and going, 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 and having the permission to like stop, slow down, tune in. And the moment we do that, the moment we're more soft and gentle with ourselves, you can hear your voice speaking to you. And that's, that's all it takes is like, a choice to really stop and take time to tune mm-hmm. into your body. And, yeah. and I think that's where um, one thing that I'm a big believer in myself and it's the only thing that I feel like have I, has gotten me through is just like self-care and, mm-hmm. and, and rituals of self-love and taking care of myself um, has really got me to this place of balance and flow where I can eat, you know, um, whatever I want and listen mm-hmm. to my body for what it needs. You know, I still eat clean because I now know that clean foods make me feel the best. And I, and I think clearer and I'm more vibrant and I'm switched on. I know that if I eat gluten, what, for me, what do you mean by clean? Just to real, real food, real nothing. food. Okay. When I say nothing that comes from a packet, that's very um, overt because I obviously I buy nuts, I buy rice, I buy spices, I buy sure. coconut oil, all in packets. I'm talking anything that has an ingredients list that isn't just the ingredient. Got it. So quinoa. So whole foods. Whole foods. Yeah. Whole clean, foods. Got it. Clean, real food. Real food. Whole foods. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. And there's there's still, sorry, just to me to interrupt there, but there's also like there's a clean version of whole foods and there's also like a non-clean version. So there's a um the dirty dozen and the clean fifteen is is uh whole foods, but one is more pesticide laden than the other one. So there's a environmental working group has a website and they released the most um, foods that are covered in um, pesticides, which is what I was talking about before um, with crops and things like that. So even our whole food system 
unfortunately is not as whole. So when I say clean, that's kind of what I'm referring to. So I will try as possible to buy organic or go to the farmer's market. And I also understand that this is so not affordable for everyone. And I really am not here to say don't eat that, but there is a way you can read what is the cleaner ones out of all the vegetables and fruits that are available. And there's this 15 that you don't have to buy organic. So rather than wasting your money on organic um, avocados, avocados have a really tough skin. So they actually don't absorb much of the um, pesticides. So save your money and buy regular avocados, conventional. But let's say spinach or raspberries or uh, tomatoes, these skins absorb a lot more of these toxins. Mm. So even that when I say clean, um, I'm referring to that as well, which is just like, oh, so annoying that we even have this extra step of like, I'm just trying like, and again, if your diet is predominantly all from like packets and, you know, fast food and takeaway and you're not making any of your own food, then like, just start with fruit and vegetables, buy them from wherever you can. Like I support that. That's a hundred percent better than, than, you know, the the step that they were on before. It's all yeah. like slow incrementations, you know, and what you yeah. can afford as well. Like it's, I get really sad when I think about this, the health system here and, and around the world and not having access to clean food. Like it should be sure. up right. One question that I've been having is, you know, with the added stress that we're having in our environment and even more with our political system that's happening, there's so many stressors that are already impacting our bodies, our nervous system, and it's impacting our immune system. So we want to be able to fight this virus, but, you know, we already have some things that are against us. What Mm -hmm. would you say or what have you learned over this time that could help support people's uh, immune system? Sure. So, I mean, I feel like it's such a long-winded question. There's so many avenues you can go down. Take into account everything that I mentioned before, like, you know, trying to take care of your body and feeding it the best nourishing food. Cook, cooking more at home is a really great way to start. I think if you've got time on your hands, start to explore cooking. I have recipes on my website. You can reach out to me. I'm happy to help. Um, just explore that. Start playing and, and being a bit more experimental with your food, taking care mm. of your body, number one. Um, I think the two things that really, unfortunately, um, stand out when it comes to COVID is the fact that we are being told to stay at home indoors a lot. We're now working online. We're on Zoom a lot of the time rather than physically moving our bodies. So number one for me would be getting outside in nature daily. Yes. Whether, whether that is a walk with bare feet as soon as you wake up and go outside, even if it's cold, walk in the snow, get your body like grounded into earth's energy, mm. get sunlight on your skin. We're all vitamin D deficient by being inside so much. Um, even if you can get the, it's, it's not that cold here in winter in LA, so I can do this, but like, there's like a window of about an hour. I go outside and eat my lunch. I take off all my clothes and I sit in the sun and I, it, it's, it's, it's like in a corner where there's no wind and it has to be, you know, a warmish day. Um, but it's so important. I try to do that a couple of times a week. I go for a walk in nature. I go hiking as much as I can go to the beach, put your feet in the ocean. Nature is like our number one grounding force. She is the, you know, that energy of mother nature. It heals. It it calms our nervous system. It gives us fresh air. We actually get like dopamine from walking around and achieving outdoors. It's novel stimuli. It's, 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 it's a whole full body experience. It's like head, heart, soul energy. So go out there, it grounds us and it brings us back to that really restful state and you're going to feel recharged to come back inside. Mm. And then I have to quote this, but I have a really dear friend called Dr. G. You can go follow him on Instagram. He is incredible when it comes to all of the supplements and all of the nutrients. And he tests so many things. He gives a lot of really great advice when it comes to like 
you know, chemicals that we're using in our washing powder and what sparkling water to use. So he has a lot of great information when it comes to the sciencey stuff. Yeah. Um, and he actually tests a lot of it himself. But one quote that he has been preaching and I couldn't agree with him more is community is immunity. Mm. And it's, it's so true. I'm Australian. I've been so far away from my family for this year. I haven't been able to go home for Christmas and I'm sure, and I know I'm not alone. There are so many people who can't see their family and friends right now. And we're being told to stay at home and not to connect and not to, to, you know, be around people. And it's the one thing that we need. We need love and touch and um, just to bounce ideas around with each other and to know that you're not alone in this process and find yourself a community of people that you can connect with. Maybe it is online if you can't actually physically be in person, but physically having a group of people that you can go get regular hugs and touch, that is number one for your immunity. We need that. We thrive with other people. We're not meant to be living our life alone. So go for a hike with friends if you can. I'm starting a hiking for happiness club and like totally, you know, <laughs> socially distanced. We can be outside, get sun on our skin, but honestly play some music, being in nature and being around people is the number one thing for your immunity. Truly. Uh, I, I preach. Yes. I fully <laughs> subscribe to that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, thank you so much. So we've got some questions from listeners here. And okay. for those of you who've been listening to the show or follow me on sex, love yoga, you know that I take followers questions and put them to my guest experts. So we've got a few of them this time and they're pretty juicy. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) The first one is, is water fasting good for you? (laughs) I want to say yes, definitely is. Um, My mom has been doing water fast my whole life. So I've grown up around someone who has done it. Do it when you have the space and the time to do nothing else but to rest and be Mm. still and allow your body, you're going to, it's a very incredible quick way of detoxifying your system and allowing yourselves to re-collaborate. But do it only when you can really rest and and have no time and try and get someone to support you who knows what they're doing. So if you have any pre-existing conditions in your life or high stresses, I would highly recommend getting support to do it. Don't just jump into a water fast, but you can start slow and you can, you know, do intermittent fasting and not having anything you can then push that and just have water for the rest of the day. There are certain ways to do it, but I would highly recommend to do it with someone who knows what they're doing. Yeah, I would too, especially when, as we're considering, you know, all of our different bodies and the different reactions of our bodies and, Mm -hmm. and things that can, um, maybe lots of things can die off in our system. Exactly. They do. (laughs) Adverse reactions. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So be really careful and gentle. Just be super gentle when you do it so that, you know, understand what's going to happen. Like really, um, the, the effects exactly as you just said, you know, if you don't know what you're getting yourself into, find out the facts first and then make sure you have the time to do it properly. Beautiful. Um, second question, what foods actually work as aphrodisiacs? Ooh. <laughs> that's it. I think I, I personally think that's very specific to people. Um, I would definitely think that fruit is an aphrodisiac for sure. Uh, chocolate has very similar chemical reactions in our body. Um, it has the serotonin release that it has. So I'd say chocolate is definitely another one. Um, I've heard, but personally, I don't, I, I, I probably just don't eat them enough, but oysters are meant to be very, um, they have this, um, I forget the name of the antioxidant is in it, but it's very high in, it sends off the same neurotransmitters as, um, 
being, you know, a little sexy. I don't even luscious. know. Yeah. Luscious. Yeah. <laughs> luscious. I mean, it's a very like a sexy kind of act as well. I don't know. It's kind of yeah. anything that I feel that is tantalizing to you in the same way that is tantalizing. I think that's the foods that you should, if you're drawn oh. to them, then that should be it. Honey, like dripping honey or like oh, honey. Yeah. But honey also has incredible, like these immune boosting properties, especially if it's raw and local that you get this like incredible high and buzz from. So Mm. it's kind of stepping you into those places of feeling very like yummy, you know, in a way. I love that. And Mm. then for more um, on episode 30 with Kish and Shaw, we dive into aphrodisiacs as it pertains to um, Ayurvedic medicine. So check that out. Episode 30. It's really good. There's also a ton of incredible mushrooms and um, adaptogens that I know also have the same effects. I think there's like rhodiola and urethra and a couple of other ones that are really aphrodisiac. Oh, there's a special, what's that? Something I'm really not that well versed in these, but there's another one, which is Anyway, I can't remember the name of it. A mushroom in particular. A mushroom. Mm-hmm. So look up your mushrooms. Look Got up it. your mushrooms. <laughs> okay, question three. I have fibromyalgia and I've heard that changing my food can help. Is there anything in particular that I should stay away from mm-hmm. or that something that I should add? Mm-hmm. So it's an autoimmune condition. And one of the, the, as I said, those inflammatory foods that are really triggering. So I would remove any of those inflammatory foods and adding in anti-inflammatory foods. So which is ginger, turmeric, onion and garlic are really good as well. Antioxidant based foods. uh, So like berries, things that are rich in color. My Again, my ethos is just eat the rainbow, have a broad spectrum of colors in your diet and eat clean, whole foods as much as possible and remove any of those inflammatory triggers, which is the gluten, the dairy, soy, corn, sugar, and caffeine. They're five things that I would remove and then just increase all of the healthy, delicious, yummy, real foods that we have, like a plethora, rainbow, all the colors of the rainbow. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Dairy and gluten were both things that I had to cut from my diet personally, when I had worked with a nutritionist years ago and so many things went away, like uh, allergies and mm-hmm. puffiness in my body and aches and pains that I had in my, I had no idea. Cause yeah. I had just been eating that forever. Exactly. I had down Missouri. <laughs> I had super bad skin my whole life. Yeah. My mom told me from, I didn't, I couldn't have, uh, I was, what's it called? when you can't have milk. Lactose intolerant? Lactose intolerant from a very young age. Yet my whole life I would be having, you know, lattes with full cream milk in it, like my whole life. And I I had bad skin. I was always very slim, but I had really poor skin my whole life. Mm. Um, I actually went on a contraceptive pill for my skin to clear it up. It's a whole other conversation that we can dive into there. But um, even all the way up until when I left home and I was like feeding myself, I would still, I would, I wouldn't have milk as much, but I would still have like cheeses and certain things. It was the moment that I moved to LA and I was no longer in a relationship because I just feel like, oh, I don't really eat it that much. I actually stopped eating cheese and, and dairy completely because I was just, you know, feeding myself. It wasn't around. It wasn't like my partner and I were having it. And my skin, no more, no more breakouts. Like just like my skin cleared up. It was wild. Oh, that's amazing. Okay. Last question. Mm -hmm. Can the grapefruit diet help you actually lose weight? Grapefruit. Okay. I, (laughs) I 
personally don't know enough about the grapefruit diet. I have heard having a grapefruit first thing in the morning on an empty stomach is again, that encouraging that um, gut microbiome balancing. Mm -hmm. It's also very pH balancing because it's Mm -hmm. it's super acidic, but it's the pH balancing type and you're giving your body a really good, it's very low in sugar as well. So you're getting like the acidity to balance out your pH and you'd be giving you good sugars for your gut microbiome. So it can be very like gut healing in the sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know enough about it to tell you that if it's good or bad, Hey, it might be good for some people, but really you have to figure out what works for you again, tune back into like what works for you. Don't just listen to everybody's ideas of things. Yeah. And like you said, highlighting what you said earlier, look at the reason why you're doing this. And mm-hmm. if it's coming from a place of deprivation, mm-hmm. then perhaps we need to look at the relationship with ourselves first, or look exactly. at some of these other foundational pieces first. That's Yeah. Awesome. So, wow, this, there's just so much in here. And I, I feel like this episode is bursting at the seams. <laughs> so we're just like, and this information. <laughs> I know. Did I take it? Did I breathe at all? I'm not sure. I, I'm not sure if I breathe the whole time. And I do, I also feel like we only just like touch the surface. There's so many things that like energy and mood and immune mm-hmm. and digestion, like there's so many things that make up health. But if we're not looking at the root causes, if we're not getting to the core of who you are, the why, why you're here, why you're doing what you're doing. Like, I don't think it matters what we do put in our body. There are definitely like really beautiful ways that we can readjust and recheck in. Like I said, it's really great to do that, but let's get to the root cause first because it doesn't matter what you're, if you're unhappy or if you're imbalanced in other areas of your life, let's find that out first or complement it with while you're eating healthy and clean. Yeah. Yeah. Uh Yeah. Uh-huh. And have Thank fun. You. Remember have to play. Fun. Play. It's, yes. Should be playful. Life should be playful. <laughs> That's the name of my show. <laughs> yes. That's why we are here for sure. Yeah. Thank you so much. How can people find out more about you? Sure. Um, I'm Green Shaker, G-R-E-E-N-S-H-A-K-E-R. It's a nickname from how much I love to dance, um, not to do with green smoothies or anything. Green Shaker on Instagram. I'm very active on Instagram. I share a lot of my stories and recipes and tips and things like that on Instagram. You can reach out to me there. I'm probably the most active there. And I have a website, which is um, amygreenacre.com and Amy spelled A-I-M-E-E. And there I add recipes occasionally and all of my background and information is there. So if you wanted to reach out with me for a personal session, you can also reach out there and um, I can get back to you there as well. So that's probably the two two leading places that I'm active on. Yeah, and lots of lots of goodies there. Lots, you really provide a lot of value for everyone. So I want to thank you so much for coming on today. Thank you so much for having me. It's been such a pleasure. Yeah, and everybody else, keep eating, playing and sexing better. All right, my sexy kitten. So that's enough for this show. But for those of you spiritual gangsters who are looking to up-level your magic and manifestation, check out the fresh and hilarious podcast, Basic Witches, which is run by the incredible Leah and Rachel, sharing with you all the deep thoughts, the deep breathing, and the... deep medicinal belly laughs as they explore everything related to magical masturbation, manifestation, and all of your broomstick needs. You're going to love them because I love them. (laughs) So go over there and check it out now wherever you listen to podcasts, Basic 
witches. Lovers, thank you again for tuning in. If you enjoyed the show, hit subscribe and head over to eatplaysex.com to connect with me and grab my sexy guides. Because my goal here is to get you to eat, play, and sex better. So you can improve your sex life, which will improve every aspect of your life. Until next time, keep it sexy. Sexy.